Blog Talk Radio. Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am excited. I'm excited. Well, for a couple reasons. A couple reasons. Um, tomorrow, uh, for those who uh, are on my website and, and social media and blog and all that kind of stuff, um, you guys know me and my wife are uh, going. We thought we were going to miss it this year. We're going on our annual fall break uh, up to. Uh, Epcot to the uh, their big food and wine festival, and um, yeah, it's the last weekend they're having it, and they've been doing it since like July, and we've just been so busy, we haven't had a chance to get up there, which is weird because I know we live in Florida, you know, so, and, and my wife's from here. She grew up worshiping at the Temple of Disney. Um, yeah, so I'm excited, just lots of, you know, for those who don't know, I, you know, look at my pictures. Obviously, I'm a fan of food festivals. Um, yeah, so especially uh, kind of, I admit, as I get a little older, I, I like some of these uh, fancy foods, you know, the pinky out type things. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. The other reason I'm super excited is I watched this fantastic film the other night. Um, it was comedy horror, and it's called Black Holler. And we've got the star tonight of the film. Uh, she's one of fantastic cast and just awesome. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to, to welcome to the show, Tamiko Robinson-Steele. Tamiko, how are you? Hello, I'm well. How are you, Jamie? I am great. I am great. I thought about you today. I had to uh, go in my shed um, to get some stuff. <laughs> I was doing some yard work, and there was a machete in there, and, um, you know, I can't look at a machete now without thinking of Tomiko. <laughs> oh, good to know. Love it. <laughs> Did you get to keep that machete or not so much? I actually have a machete of my own, I, um, which sounds oh. really strange in, in Nashville. Um, but I have a machete of my own that I used in another show. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a pro there. There you go. You're one, you're one of those type of moms. I see how it is. I see how it is. Um, no nonsense there. Man, um, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know I was just reading on your IMDb. I didn't even know you were a mom until I uh, I, I was reading that. And, um, you know, there's pictures. And it made sense. I looked at your Instagram. There's a picture of you and your husband. I, I believe it's on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter. So I don't know. But, uh, yeah, good-looking family there, you know. Cool Thank stuff. you. Um, yeah, they they put up with me a little bit. <laughs> it is so interesting. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law um, can't. It's easy when you start talking about kids and stuff to just leave out the dads. I don't know why it is. It's just our society. <laughs> um, but they have had their their new parents, and uh, what was that baby? Mm-hmm. I don't know, about a month, maybe two months ago. It was a little bitty baby, you know. Um, that their personalities have have changed so much. He was kind of introverted, and he's really kind mm-hmm. of wearing the dad badge proudly, you know. But everything's about that baby, as it should be. And um, and she was kind of a you know she was in a sorority, you know that kind of stuff, and uh, you know very mm-hmm. serious, but still one of those likes her white claws. Well, he would probably be one of the white kids in the movie that you were. Uh, we were talking about um, at some point in her past. I'm teasing her if she's listening. Um, but no, but she's, you know, everybody's very serious. Did you, when you became a mother and everything, uh, was mm-hmm. this, this was all new ground, right? Did you notice changes in, in you and, 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 and your husband and whatnot? Oh, absolutely. Life, com- life changes because you have new priorities, uh, less sleep, uh, <laughs> um, less time. So, yeah, life definitely 
um, changes. But then you get someone who, you know, a little bitty baby who loves you unconditionally, and it's all worth it in the end. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I don't think, you know, I don't think new parents are that buggy. I'll tell you who's buggy is somebody when they first get a new dog. Um, you ever had a mm. friend that, that happens? They, they get a dog, and it's like, oh my! God. If I look at another picture of this dog, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it, man. I get it. Hey, you that happened. But... Yeah, that happened to me. We have two Roddies, and they are oh. like my husband's pride and joy. And I'm, I, I didn't get it <laughs> until we got the dog. But we are totally right. dog people, and so I, I get it. I'm the same. I have a sharp hay, and everybody, I always, mm. the joke is, whenever we're, you know, hanging out with people or whatever, I, I always say, oh, yeah, D- Danny, that's my wife. I'm, I'm like, yeah, Danny and her dog, and everybody's like, that is not Danny's dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, let me put it this way. She has, she sleeps. She has a kennel. We we have her kennel trained and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, the only reason we do that is we're not those people, folks, is we have two cats, and the cat hate the dog. Um, not the other way around, but the cats are the instigator. And they already had claimed the bed at night. So we got the ah. dog a kennel. She's got her little thing in there. But people laugh uh, at us because there's a picture of me in her kennel, like on the wall. <laughs> and I have a framed picture of her next to my bed. And, yeah, my wife yeah Jamie, that's grief about ridiculous. <laughs> I like my dog. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. Well, that's cool. Let me ask you this, Tamiko. First off, now, on your website, you mentioned this straight out of the bat, and I think it's a great way to start. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, your mom was over in Tokyo or something, right? And uh, she's a Japanophile. Uh, the name, Tamiko, <laughs> I love it. Um, how did it come about? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's never been to Japan. Um, it was an accident. My name was an accident uh, because of uh, penmanship. Um, and so I ended up with Tomiko, which was so fitting because it means child of the people. And, you know, I feel like yeah, I played yeah. it a little bit. So, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a great name. It's a great name. A name like Tomiko, you either have to be a movie star or, you know, an assassin. Um it's, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take either. <laughs> <laughs> we already have a machete. We just got to get you a katana now and be all set. Uh, mm-hmm. the throwing star. Uh, that's <laughs> cool. That's very cool. So when you were a young lass, uh, growing up, you grew up in Nashville? That's your hometown? I did. Born and raised, yes. Nice. Nice, nice. I love Nashville. i tell you the thing about Nashville that I love. Every time I've been to Nashville, because I have to bop in, I don't know, every couple of months for, um, well, you know, well, before the pandemic, I should say. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, for work, you know, you you got to go and stuff. And um, every time I'm in Nashville, I always see cranes on the distance building something, you know, oh, like, like working, people on podcasts and stuff. And to yeah. me, I'm not in the I, movie I, business. I, I'm a painter uh, by trade. And to me, when I see that, what that says in my mind is, they're making walls, and art hangs on walls, so that's mm. a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah the peppered with cranes. Uh, it's kind of insane and ridiculous that our skyline has completely changed from when I was a wee lass until, um, up until today. It, it's in, like I go to some parts of the city, and I'm, I get discombobulated because I'm like, where am I even? It's insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's a cool town. It's it's very fun. Um, so you grew up, did you know that acting was, you know, what you were going to be doing? Did you have the bug from a you know, young age? Or did you have other plans? I knew that this is what I wanted to do, but I couldn't verbalize that because we didn't have an immediate outlet for it in the community that I grew up in. Um, and so I gotcha. ended up doing other things like public speaking and all of the people would, I would always get uh, called to uh, called up to do uh, things where I had to kind of be an order of, of sorts. And um, I got to college and I was a computer science major. It was a complete disaster. I was miserable. And I went to <laughs> um, the theater um and when I was in college, I my freshman year, I went to see a play um, at the at the theater, 
on campus, and I was struck and blown away. The late, great Barry Scott had directed this play, and it was just insanely amazing. The lead actor was, she was brilliant. And I sat in that seat, and I kind of just, like, clenched my cheeks the entire time of the show. And after I had a whole realization, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be, like, this building, this space, all of that. And so I went and changed my major the next day to theater. Yeah. That's amazing. There is a very valuable lesson, ladies and gentlemen, right there. In, in, in everyone's <laughs> life, there's these, these nexus point moments um, where, um, you know, it, it, there's a great quote. There's a great quote by Mark Twain that says there's two very important uh, point, uh, days in a person's life. Number one, the day they're born. And number two, when they figure out why. And if you are yeah. smart enough and wise enough to recognize that when it happens, um, jump at it. No matter what, jump at it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's super important. Yeah, you have to. You have to. And it's weird. One of the weird, and I don't want it. I know I'm going to get emails and stuff about this, but I'm not trying to be, I'm not all California, new age and crystals. That's my wife. Um, <laughs> bless her heart, as they say in the South. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, she could have worse hobbies. You know. Anyway, anyway, I'm not trying to sound like that, but what I will say is I'm I'm an old man, man, and, and I've been around a bit, and I've noticed something. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, things mm-hmm. just kind of fall into place. Everything starts happening, and quickly. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you're mm-hmm. doing what you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> Very, I've been in both of those rooms in my life. <laughs> <laughs> do the do what you're supposed to be doing and things just work out it's weird it's it's a weird thing yeah. i don't know if there's divine anything going on or UFO, whatever it is it just seems to work mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah so that's cool that is cool well that was an amazing moment then so you're there you changed i mean how here's the big question your mom's obviously cool you know tamiko and everything um, <laughs> how cool was she with that change in majors? And so did she have any opinions on uh, on that? That sudden course correction? Well, it was my family in a whole just didn't understand uh, because nobody up until that point had been in the arts, uh, and so they right. were just what are you, what 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 are you doing? And so they had a hard time understanding my past at that point. Um, but then they started, they came to all of the shows that I did and uh, they very quickly um, were huge supporters and still are. So it, you know, it ended up great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I grew up in Metro Detroit and, um, and everything there is just, you know, at, the, at that time was automotive and industrial. And that's mm-hmm. what you did. Um, even in high school, nobody, you know, like you always, I would see in movies where, where kids in high school, they, they were trying to get into college and stuff. We were never mm-hmm. encouraged, like even by our school, to even, you know, you graduated, you went to work in the factory. That's kind of how it was. You were, they were turn, they were a factory turning out workers. And yeah. um, that all changed. But uh, I remember, you know, I, same as you, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, I'm in the visual arts, of course. Um, and, and people, you know, you tell people, I want to be a painter. And they're like, like cars or houses? What are you talking about, man? Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. And uh, mm-hmm. so you just put your head down and do it and show them. <laughs> Use that as rocket fuel, you know. That's all you can do. Yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. 
I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I remember my first show in Paris. I brought my, whenever I would travel and do shows when my father was still alive. Um, so with us, he, uh, I would always, he loved wearing ball caps. So I'd get him a ball cap wherever, you know, if I was in Atlanta, I'd bring him, I'd send him an Atlanta ball cap or whatever. So I, my first show in Paris, I, I, I didn't, I was looking for a ball cap. And they don't sell ball caps in Paris. The whole city, like finding a ball cap is hard. Um, at least in uh, 2001 it was. And I actually had to have one made by some, like, designer there. <laughs> it, it wasn't oh, wow. cheap. <laughs> yeah, but I sent him this ball cap that said Paris on it. He, he changed, had changed, it was at that moment he really kind of realized that, oh, it might be something with this, <laughs> you know, which was cool. <laughs> now, so, so now here you are, you, you've, you've, become a thespian, you know, you're, you're going to do this professionally and whatnot, start getting roles, mm-hmm. start, you know, doing this and everything. It's the coolest job in the world. I'm completely jealous. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, easy work and parties, right? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, everybody I know <laughs> in, the, in the movie business, that's the myth, but they all work their tails off, you know, it's like 18 yeah. hour days and stuff. Um, not a lot of, Maybe there's parties. I don't know. Everybody I know is too tired. Um, there, there are parties here and there. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, now, do you start? 
How does this work for those who don't know? Do you like when you when a film like Black Holler comes along? Like, does your agent call you up like we see in the movies and say, "We've got a role for you, Tamika. You got to you know read this script or do the scripts just arrive? How does that? What's the process with that? How do you get to well, the star of Black depends. Uh, it, it's different for a, a lot of people, and it sometimes depends on where you are in your thespian journey. Um, this particular film, Black Collar, I, uh, I'm friends with uh, a lot of the people who were involved, Heidi and Rachel. Um, and so nice. they kind of just called me up and were like, and were like, Hey, we have this, this thing that we want you to be a part of. And I had done, you know, some other theater kind of things with them before that uh, time. And, uh, they, yeah, called me up and like, Hey, we want, we want to, we want to do this thing. And, I was like, I'm always game to work with them because they're just such a, a crazy, amazing group of people to work with. And so, yeah, so this one didn't come through my agent. Um, it was a, a friends of friends kind of thing. Like, hey, let's do something together. Let's, That's let's cool. do some work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, another valuable lesson, ladies and gentlemen. I know that there's people listening that, um, you know, want to be where to meet because that. Here's a these are write this stuff down, man. This will be on the quiz of life. Be friends <laughs> with people. Be nice to people. Yeah. Know as mm-hmm. many people as you can. You know. I mean that is oh, that man. is the of the trade for this industry. Um, a lot of the mm-hmm. time, it's not about uh, what you know, but who you know. Which you know, we people say that time and time again, but it's so true. It's so true. Oh, absolutely. I had a uh, a young lady on the uh, this show, I don't know, maybe about a month or so, maybe a little longer than that. And uh, she's a musician, and uh, she plays all kinds, you know, she, and she lives in Nashville. So how, mm-hmm. and she does her own stuff, but really how she makes, you know, the, the bread and butter of, of uh, her money and whatnot is she's what they call a hired gun. Um, mm. When people go on tour, they need somebody to play a bass or whatever. She's one of the people people call And she does that a lot. She's, you know, done that, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of times. And I asked her, I said, um, I said, what's the, uh, what's the secret to that? Because, you know, you're getting a lot of work doing this. And she said, you know, the number one thing, she goes, I'll tell you something I learned when I was, since I've been doing this, be a good hang. You know, Mm -hmm. be, Mm -hmm. be somebody positive on the set or on the stage, you know, somebody that isn't a drag, you know? I absolutely agree with her. I am also a performance coach and, um, and an, um, uh, agitator and all this, all these things where, uh, I Mm -hmm. just kind of coach people for performance auditions, like all these kind of things. And I teach classes sometimes. And that is one of my biggest lessons that I try to impart is, when you show up wherever you're going, and it doesn't matter. I mean, we're just we just happen to be in the entertainment industry, but be the best version of yourself. It's not being fake. It's not being any of that. It's just be the best version Absolutely. of yourself. Be kind to people. You know, show up on time, uh, early. You know, do the work and be kind to people. That is, yes, I agree with her one hundred percent. Absolutely. It's it's so important. No matter what you I mean, if you're you know, a butcher or a baker or something, yeah, be the best be the, the fun baker, you know, that everybody wants to buy bread from. <laughs> Logic, folks. Yeah. But it's it's weird mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't get that, you know. I think yeah. in entertainment too, um typically artists, no matter what they are, they're really bad at communication. That's why they do what they do, you know. Um mm-hmm.
have ne- I, I mean, I know people, you get a lot of people who are artists who say that they don't read reviews and stuff like that. I read them, um, and I take it in, whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes, it depends on what people say. Sometimes people can be really freaking mean and just hurt your feelings. Yeah. I, uh, and, you know, just say stuff. And, because, uh, you know, some people just aren't very nice. Um, but I, I, I try to, like, put that in and you know, do what with it what I will and take it as a learning lesson and, you know, just keep being my uh, traveling of the art self and doing the best work that I could possibly do and, and use it like that. But, yeah, uh, I have been fortunate not to have gotten one that just cuts so deep that I questioned my existence. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah, you do get something not very nice, and you know, I I take them, take it in, and uh, keep it moving. You cannot hold on to things because that is, no. you know, really one person and one person's uh, perspective or view. And granted, you know, hundreds or thousands of other people may agree with that, but it is what it is. Uh, just do the best work you can do, and 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 that that's what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember many years ago when things kind of hit for me, I was living out in, uh, in Southern California, San Diego area. And, um, I started, you know, things started happening. I was getting in the paper and, you know, just things were happening and, and it was cool making a little bit of money. And, you know, I mm-hmm. was, I was walking around with my chest puffed out a little bit, but then <laughs> I started getting hate mail, hate emails. People just, sending me stuff that was just, you know, oh, you're a Warhol ripoff and all this, you know, knockoff. That was a big one, all the ripoff. I remember that. And I got really long-faced about it, you know. And I remember my mm-hmm. father, me and my, my father was not in the art business at all. He was in the industrial machinery business back in Detroit, uh, or Michigan at the time. And he, um, you know, but we would talk a couple times a week. Very wise man. And he's like, you sound down, you know, what, what's going on? And so I told him. And he says, well, sounds like a good opportunity. Sounds like you're doing something right if people, mm-hmm. <laughs> if somebody's upset enough to send you an email, you know, take 10 minutes out of their day. Yeah, right. Uh, because you're, you're in their mind. Someone who does not like you, they don't like to look at your face. They don't like how your nose is. They don't like the way you curl your lips. They don't like, you know, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like something. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you just have to kind of train yourself. And, I mean, we're still human, so some stuff still gets in. But you just have to kind of train yourself to say, okay, well, you know, that is what it is. I can't change that about myself, uh, you know, Talk about my performance. Don't, don't like, you hating me, what can I, I'm sorry, friend, what can I do with that? <laughs> right, exactly. I kind of Cyrano de Bergerac it a little bit. I set up a web page on my, or on my website that was said hate mail in the navigation, <laughs> and I posted them as, and so people could make comments and critique the hate mail, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I did that for, I don't know, like three or four months, and then all of a sudden the hate mail stopped because it wasn't, they weren't getting to me, you know what I mean, obviously, and uh, it just, uh, it kind of petered out. And Although I do remember somebody accusing me of, of making up fake hate mail. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do with my day. <laughs> you know, I'm that narcissistic. Um, oh, man. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. 
Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROXX, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. So I don't want to give anything away about this film, but this film is awesome. It, it takes the trope of, um, you know, African-American uh, people in a horror movie setting always being, you know, singled out and, and, and getting mm-hmm. it. Um, and turns it on its head. <laughs> it's it's an homage yeah. to eighties flashbow movies. You're not only the star, you're the hero. <laughs> you know? <laughs> surprise, <Awesome>. surprise. <laughs> How cool is that? You had to kind of chuckle a little bit, eh, when you when you read the, the script for the first time? Oh definitely. I I thought it was a hoot because, you know, the of what uh of the, the role of of Per, a brown person in a lot of horror films is they die first. And so right. <laughs> the fact that that did not happen and it was a complete opposite um, was hilarious. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I, I chuckled so much during our first readings of this that I was just like, you guys, what, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, it is, it's an awesome film. It's It's so cool. And it's, it really harkens back. I remember those 80s flashers. I mean, you know, I used to watch these, you know. I was into it, man. I'm not really a big horror person. Uh, I, I appreciate a good horror movie, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I have friends, man, and they are like horror fanatics. Uh, they're they're mm-hmm. hard to watch a movie with because, you know, they're like, that guy's spleen didn't <laughs> blow up the right way. I'm like, how do you know what a spleen even looks like? Are you kidding me? But anyway, um, I love this. You know, I, I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing. I almost fell out of the chair watching this. My, matter of yeah, fact, I was watching it. My wife was in the other room. She comes in. She goes, what are you watching? He goes, you're dying laughing. Because I was actually choking <laughs> on some water at the time that I was drinking. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so funny. And I think it's one of a great film to watch 
um, with a good group of friends and just have, you know, the biggest of belly laughs. It's what it's intended for. It's intended to um, poke fun and have a good time and, um, and just, to, you know, to be light or whatever. Uh, and so I think when you go in to the viewing with that in mind, uh, you get so much more out of it. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's 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 wicked cool. Um, now let me ask you this: Are you a, uh, a? I saw somewhere. I don't know if it was on your website or uh, Instagram somewhere that you are a science fiction fan. Were you all? Oh, I am as well. Um, yes. Were you also a horror fan as before you went into this? I so I and science fiction is my favorite 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 genre. Me um, too. I love sci-fi. Yes, and so like I don't care if it's a uh, if it's horror sci- like I just I don't care if it's science fiction. I have probably watched it or read it, um, uh, and if I have not, please recommend it, and I probably will. Uh, so, but horror, right. I I've never specifically been a big horror fan. Um, that's not to say I don't enjoy it when I watch it, but I, I never, uh, intentionally, <laughs> uh, watched a horror, but I, you know, I've seen like all of the, the staples of, you know, uh, right, right. Freddy versus Jason, Freddy Krueger, all of those things. Um, and, and so I, I've always enjoyed those things, but sci- sci-fi is, you know, is where it's at. So, but this was fun to do, uh, in that horror genre. It was, uh, hysterical to kind of lean into some of those things. That's awesome. Well, you're, you're fantastic at it. Is there a particular branch of science fiction? Like, are you a, a time travel gal or um, space or uh, dystopian future? What, what, what type of science? I, I'm just curious. Oh, like, or do you love just it. love it all? Dystopian future, I, I think, is, you know, is where you can kind of lean in. And I I've said it on many occasions and on, on many uh, uh, mediums that Octavia Butler is by far my favorite science fiction writer. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even know, I had never read science fiction by an African-American woman uh, up until, you know, maybe like 15 years ago when I first discovered her, uh, I was introduced by someone. Right. And I fell in love. And so Octavia Butler is by far my favorite. I uh, love a good Greg Bear book. Like, all of that is, is my whole judge. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm a, I'm a William Gibson fan. I'm just – I'm rereading the mm. all through a trilogy right now. Just – I mean, I've, it's one of those – it's so funny. We were uh, – I was at dinner with some friends, I don't know, a, a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking – about movies, <laughs> big surprise, even when I'm not doing a show, we talk <laughs> about movies. Um, but, uh, one of the things that had come up was guilty pleasures. And I mm-hmm. said, everybody mm-hmm. has them. I said, you, you know, this, I'm flipping to the TV. And I, I can't believe I'm going to admit this on the air. Um, it, you know, I'm a guy, too, so that, that, that is part of the excuse, I guess. Um, if I go by Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse, I will stop the channel flipping and watch it just because I like him, <laughs> him and Sam Elliott beating all those people up in the bar. And uh, mm-hmm. it's one of my guilty pleasures. But really, I have more guilty pleasures with books than I do with movies. And um, Same. Same. I, we were talking mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And so I was thinking, and I'm like, man, I've read Neuromancer about, you know, 2,000 times. I, I think it needs to be 2001 now. Um, so I, I don't even <laughs> own the books anymore, you know. I ordered them on eBay. I, I went on eBay, and they were here in a couple of days. Um, and I was very happy. And my wife's just like, oh, your books are here. I'm like, I know. Uh, what's, the, what's your favorite William Gibson, Gibson book? Well, I like, I like the sprawl stuff. I'm really a big fan of uh, the one he did with Bruce uh, Sterling, The Difference Engine. Uh, was the alternative history, you know, it was kind of cool. And yeah. um you know, I, I like that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I'm like you though. I will. I don't think there's science fiction I haven't. Maybe you know what I haven't seen and this surprises people. Never saw five what? minutes of the movies. The, um, oh, what are they? With the gal with the bow and arrow, and they have to fight for food. And everybody oh, was really um, um, Jennifer Lawrence. 
Yeah, I can't even think of the name of the movies. Uh, there was a couple of them. Uh, and it's just mm-hmm. movie and feature. And I've never yeah. seen them. I don't even really have a desire. I don't, I'm not a big teen, like the Divergent stuff and all that. Yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. They're okay. It's yeah. not bad. Like, I, I enjoyed them for what they were. Um, but, like, yeah, the, the ones that have been turned into films or, or TV series or whatever are, uh, that I think are standalone are, like, the Harry Potter books or, um, like, um, uh, Tolkien's books uh, that are mm-hmm. amazing reads and just as good on film. Oh, but yeah. That well, the one didn't really oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... I remember watching the Lord of the Rings and stuff, and I was thinking... Because I was, I was a nerd, and I'm... Tamika, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I was into Dungeons and Dragons and all that, but you probably weren't even born mm-hmm. at this time. You know, I'm an old man. <laughs> and the thing was, is when I saw those movies for the first time, I was like, this is what I was picturing in my head. How did he climb yeah. them? I knew... You know, this is amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, all the effects I, I they did. Love, away. I love those books. I love the movies. And I was one of those people who read, um, so I've read them, obviously, more than once, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The the Hobbit. And I've also read The Simmer mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, just because oh, yeah, I yeah. am a physician, and so I will read <laughs> I need to know every. I want to know everything, and so I've read. Right. The summer is a hard read um, uh, because it's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's one of uh, things like in the Bible where they just like list uh, begat by such and such and such. And I'm like, I, I can't follow. I can't follow. So I need a map. And so it was one right. of those. So I read it a couple of times, but yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I've really gotten into those again. I discovered during the pandemic, I ran out of things to watch. You know, because we're all in <laughs> lockdown and all that, and. I um I start I got hooked on these and I know everybody has their opinions on these. Some people, especially in the film business, aren't real big fans of them. But there's all these kids um, on YouTube that make these reaction videos where they'll watch a yeah. And it's I I think they're fun to watch these kids because it's like I've seen all this stuff, but it's fun to see it through, especially yeah. if it's somebody that's coming from a world you know it's some little basic girl or something or uh, you know mm-hmm. some hard rap guy, you know, from Philly or something, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. come in real tough and or, or whatever, and then they start watching, like, Sam's, and I want a friend like Sam. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the reaction videos that were the most hilarious and that I connected with the most um, were the ones from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, specifically the Red Wedding. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I still go back just to look at the reaction videos because I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I was feeling. Be horrified. Cry with me. <laughs> exactly. Some of them are mean. I saw one, I don't know, I told my wife about it. I, it was just terrible. I actually kind of yelled, not even yell, but I, I told the people in the comments, I'm like, that was mean. You guys, that's. Because they, they have polls. These people have their Patreons, and uh, they poll, you know, mm-hmm. what should I watch next? And so this gal is a German gal, and they had her watch Saving Private Ryan, and she was about to, you know, in that first 10 minutes of that movie, um, mm-hmm. if you're a human being, you know, if you have one iota of empathy in you, um, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a rough movie uh, intro. And, yeah. um, yeah, she, she, I'm like, don't have her watch that. You know, are you kidding me? Yeah. Have her watch you or something. Come on. Uh, <laughs> too much for her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hurting her soul. <laughs> hurting my soul watching it. Oh, God. Anyway, I know we're far afield, folks. Um, Black Holler. You can watch this on Amazon. It's out. It is, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's really? today. It's yesterday. Is the day? Yeah. Yesterday is the day. Yes, it is available on Amazon because I, mm-hmm. I I saw the link on the IMDb. Um, how cool. <laughs> Kamiko, you've got the coolest job in the world, man. You get to turn on the TV and see you looking out at at yourself. How cool is that? It's pretty you freaking know? cool, friend. Pretty cool. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
<laughs> Anybody in your past who thought who thought you know I don't know Tamiko if you if you if this is a good plan send them a link. <laughs> Here I am. Oh, I will. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, don't threaten no, me, me with the time. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna go to your your five year high school reunion and everybody's gonna be lining up. You know, um, that's how that's gonna play. <laughs> Very, very cool. Well, that's awesome. Now, I know that with you Hollywood types and everything, uh, you film oh, folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I know how it is. Um, when talking about future projects and whatnot, sometimes you can mention stuff, sometimes you can until the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the hopper besides Black Hollow right now that we're promoing um, that you could, would like to mention? Um, well, I have a couple of things that I am where I'm all as an actor, I'm always auditioning. So like, I don't know, casting directors, I don't know what, you know, hire you girl, but, um, <laughs> I am currently in rehearsals for a Christmas story. I'm playing the mother and a couple of other roles, uh, with the Nashville repertory theater, um, uh, here in Nashville, obviously. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. Actually, in rehearsals for that, we go up on, I think it is December 2nd. That Yeah, that I think it is, December 2nd. But go to nationalrep.org and you know buy yourself some tickets. A lot of people, that's their favorite Christmas movie. So come on out and celebrate the holiday season with us on that. Um, and then I just have a couple of, you know, other projects that I can't really talk about. Uh, some, uh, I do voiceover work. Uh, and so I have this really cool thing, this animated series that uh, I am working. Well, I guess I can. Dead Sea Squirrels. It's uh, from the one of the co-creators of the Veggie Tales. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Okay. Um, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have this new series that is uh, coming out called the Dead Sea, uh, uh, sea Squirrels. I think it is. Um, and uh, I am the voice of one of the teachers. And so like that's really cool. And, you know, just a lot of uh, other, you know, a couple of little other small things. But, yeah, just, you know, follow me on all the socials and you'll see what's coming. Nice, nice. Well, you've got a fantastic voice, you know. You, uh, I think it's weird. I Recently, I don't know, the last couple months we've added, because um, we normally, when we started the show many, many years ago now, I can't believe it, we're still doing it. Um, I <laughs> Honestly, Tamiko, I planned on doing like maybe, 10, maybe 15 of these things. I didn't even know what a podcast okay. was. And um, I think this is episode 1178. <laughs> you know, you know, Congratulations! It's yes, it's, it's, it never ends. Um, but we, when we first started, we all we had um, mostly bands. Cause that's most people I knew and whatnot, uh, some DJs, stuff like that. And then, you know, um, we started getting uh, film people, and, and we, we mm-hmm. mostly did film uh, people. And I, I wanted to mix it up, so a couple months ago we started adding literary people, uh, book people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's weird because a lot of the book people um, that we I recently met, and I didn't, there's a whole industry of this I had no idea about, um, are narrators uh, with the audio mm-hmm. and whatnot. Apparently, yeah, there's pretty good work in that. But I, that is so hard. Uh, I have a couple of mm-hmm. friends who do – a crap ton of those, and that is not, it's not easy work. Voiceover work is not easy. I, I don't care what anyone tells you. It is not easy work, uh, so. Yeah. Well, you've got to maintain the same voice, right, through the whole thing. And that's yeah, hard. and then some of those, it's, you have to do a multitude of voices. Um, like, I couldn't even imagine doing, so if you've ever listened to the Harry Potter uh audio book the the guy who did that mm. is a freak of nature he's a freak of nature <laughs> he does so many voices and they're so distinct and so amazing i'm just like i will never even try to compete with anything like that um but yeah it's, it's hard work so i commend anyone who does those oh yeah it's it's crazy another another person i know that uh does uh voiceover phil henry i don't know if you ever heard of him he does a radio show. He used to do a radio show. It's all online now. Um, but his thing, when he started, uh, when I first started listening to him, the, the the gimmick was he would do like a, like we're doing now, like a call, like interview type show and whatnot. But he had outrageous guests. 
and they would get more outrageous as the, the show went on. And, um, you know, he had like a woman who was upset because her son was kicked out of school for being a bully. And she's like, he just gave this kid a good natured newbie and threw him in a locker, you know, and it would just uh-huh. get crazier as the thing. But then, and people would call in just like, like he had one where he was like a, a Southern uh, minister or something. And he was checking everybody's pay stubs to make sure they, they, gave 10% of their money to the church, you know, what? I mean, it was, it was crazy. And people would get all upset and they'd call in and just be ranting and raving. But the gimmick was, is he never had a guest. It was all his voice that he would just change on the fly. <laughs> no script. <laughs> and so, but he was that good, he could, you know, and he would do men, women, all of it. And he would like have fights and arguments and stuff. With sitting in a room oh, by himself, wow. you know, and the guests just didn't have a, and you would listen, if you knew the joke, it was still great to listen because you'd hear these people just, you know, these saps, you know, <laughs> you're like laughing at them. <laughs> yeah, he was crazy. He was, he's great. He's fantastic. I don't know oh, how he does God. it. He's, he's got to have multiple personalities. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> really good at what he does. Well, that's cool, man. That is cool. So Black Holler is out. The holiday is upon us. It, this is a fun movie to watch. Where you got your, you know, your people. Um, it doesn't all have to be football this uh, this coming week. Let me ask you, Tamiko. No, you know, your, your wife and mother and successful career gal and all this and that artist. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do a big thing at Thanksgiving? Is Thanksgiving a big thing in your your house? Yes. So we're actually double hosting this year, which kind of sucks. Oh. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. My husband's family, they eat really early. And so we're hosting them from 11 to 2. And then my family doesn't eat until the evening, and so until around um, 5-ish. And then they just kind of stay all night, uh, which is what we've always done at my aunt's house or my grandmother's house. Um, and then this year it just happens to be at our place. And so, yeah, so it's going to be a big whammy oh, for man. us. But this is one of those kind of things. I'm glad that uh, Black Collar is rolling out now because uh, this is one of those things where you can kind of have a group screening of people and have just a jolly old <laughs> time uh, during the holidays. Wait. And watch this with a, a lot of family and friends and just, you know, you know, laugh nice. at us. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Hosting hosting big family gatherings like that is always, uh, <laughs> always fun. Um, you know, it's, uh, not only do you have to cook a lot, um, you got to clean a lot beforehand, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to have to turn over our house before the second wave yeah. um <laughs> People come in, and it's like a whole thing where everyone's like, are you vaccinated? We have to, you know, uh, precautionary COVID test before just so, you know, you're safe, and then you can go back out into the world and not feel um, like a crappy human being for just uh, hosting something with, um, you know, a lot of people who are not uh, either vaccinated or have not had negative testing. And so it's so – it's going to be strange, but, you know, we're going to make it happen. I tell you, in our house, it was a godsend. Uh, I'm, I'm, for the obvious reasons, of course, our uh, uh, my new niece, uh, the, the new baby, uh, my brother and mm-hmm. sister, mom's baby, because um, we use that as an excuse now uh, for people. You know, <laughs> uh, I know a lot of bands and stuff, and they come through town. You know, they, they and we live at the beach, so everybody wants to. <laughs> we have a guest room. My wife's Italian. The food is good. Uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, all you gotta do is look at me. It's pretty obvious. Anyway, um, but we use the baby as the excuse. We're like, wow, we got a new baby in the family now. You know, we, we got to be real careful with this. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to be. And so it kind of it fortunately took a little bit because everybody's got their opinions, you know. And, frankly, I don't want to have a fight with somebody uh, or an argument with somebody over that. Um, but nobody argues about the baby. You know, oh, well, we're concerned yeah. about the baby, mm-hmm. you know. What are you going to mm-hmm. say? <laughs> you know, you can't. That's kind of a check and made of. <laughs> I oh, used yeah. that, that poor little girl, I've used her so many times to, well, uh, no, we're not doing a Halloween party this year. I've got the baby. Uh, <laughs> not that I don't mind doing the Halloween parties. I like hosting them. But, uh, 
just a lot less work. Anyway, anyway. Well, that's cool, man. Black Halloween, big family gathering. That's going to be awesome. Um, very, very yeah. cool. I want all of my listeners to definitely check this film out. It, um, you know, it, it's, I think a good horror movie, especially a horror comedy, is good during the holiday gatherings like that because it, it takes a little of uh, the um, the pressure. It's a good pressure release valve. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what could possibly be a strain situation? You know, your uncle's being a jerk <laughs> or something. Well, let's watch this. Uh, <laughs> let's not talk about uh, critical race theory. And uh, you're wrong, by the way. It definitely was a thing. Um, <laughs> but. Say that quietly and then put this on. Everybody moves on. Oh my God. Maybe they should have. I don't know. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I I, I smile and nod a lot at this time of year, you know. <laughs> so there you go. Um I'm definitely gonna play this though at our Thanksgiving thing because my 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 in-laws, my father-in-law, it's not even my mother-in-law. My father-in-law is addicted to Christmas movies, and he puts the Hallmark. I'm like, mm. white people in Connecticut having a romance at Christmas. Yeah, I get the plot. I get it. We saw the last eight <laughs> movies, the same thing. My turn now. Let's put on Black Holiday. Yeah. How about that? We have so many people, <laughs> and like myself included, sometimes I get roped into the Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. And I actually, I got to be a part of one, uh, I guess it was last year. See? Um, yes, I got a part of one of the, it was not Hallmark, it was Lifetime uh, Christmas movies. It was called a, a, I can't, oh gosh, I, look it up on IMDb, you guys. I have I can't remember at this second. But <laughs> I got to be a part of this um, film, and it was just so, it was so endearing and um, and so cute. A Welcome Home Christmas, that's the name of it. And um, ah. I got to play a soldier, which was awesome. And it, it was just everything that you expect from those movies, but just so sweet and so awesome. So, yes, movies with a family at this time is not a bad idea, you guys. No, not at all, not at all. And I know some people are having, uh, this is a great movie. I tell you, when I was in college, I was telling my wife about this last night, um, there was uh, everybody at art school, with the majority of kids in art school, they're like rich kids, you know, and they would all go mm-hmm. home for Christmas and, and the holiday, Thanksgiving and whatnot, and uh, leave all the poor students, you know, there was most group of us, like 20 of us. <laughs> Who, whose family lived in Brazil or someplace, you know what I mean? They just didn't have any home mm-hmm. to go to. And, uh, or, you know, it was too expensive to go. So we would have a big get-together, big party, a big potluck and whatnot. And I wish this movie was out then because this would have been great uh, to play. You know, those were good parties. <laughs> this would have been perfect with that. Um, and so we're going to watch it this year, too. So very, very cool. Yay. Well, I can't wait. You know, you're doing all this work. I can't wait to have you on the show again. Um, you rock. You're cool. Turned up to 10, man. And, uh, oh, thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. If I come across something cool sci-fi, I'm going to message you on Instagram and uh, let you know about it. And vice versa, oh, you know. please do. Yeah, very cool. Well, there you go, man. And folks, I forgot to mention, we have links and uh, up. We've got links to all the Black Holler stuff, on Instagram, Facebook, IMDb. And we also have links uh, to Miko's uh, website, TomikoRobinsonSteel.com, her Instagram, and her Twitter. Now, when we convert this uh, show to a podcast, which will be in about 10 minutes or so after the show ends, um, that's when we add all the commercials and all that fix anything. Um, those, but we blast it out everywhere. It goes out everywhere um, on social media, all the different platforms, and on all the podcasting platforms. So if you're listening to this show in the future, hello from the past, um, on mm-hmm. Spotify or Pandora, wherever you're listening to it at, uh, those links are active. So just click on those links and you can get right there. And I always tell everybody this, if you, no matter what it is, if you like an independent film, um, a band, a, I don't know, a baker, whatever. Um, like and share their social media. It's, it's super important. It helps uh, with the algorithms and whatnot. Gets more mm-hmm. eyes on it. And that's always a good thing. Also, I would add with film, 
with independent film and whatnot, wherever you watch it at, you can leave a comment. You don't have to write a doctoral thesis, folks. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but throw a comment on there, you know, what you liked and, and what, you know, critics, criticisms if you have them, you know. Be nice, but, um, you know, do your thing. And uh, that also helps with those algorithms, those pesky algorithms, you know. Um, so very, very cool. Tamiko, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and holiday, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. You're awesome. Thank you. Same, same. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And Tamiko, uh, last note, if somebody's told you this today, you already probably know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Keep doing what you're doing because you're real, real good at it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. We will be back on Monday. We've got a, a fantastic Americana, which is interesting because they're actually Canadian, um, folk pop act on called Quote the Raven, and they're from Newfoundland, um, Canada. So tune in for that Monday, and I'll probably have all kinds of uh, adventures from Epcot and Disney World uh, to tell you about as well. Have a good one, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Alright, been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, the Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocnil is not ill. Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.